0: Welcome to Intersections, the RIT podcast. Since 2010, MetaProject has paired RIT student designers with a client in what has become a signature project for the university's internationally ranked industrial design program. Today, distinguished professor Josh Owen, director of RIT's industrial design program and the founder of MetaProject, talks with distinguished professor Roger Remington, director of the Vignelli Center for Design Studies, about a decade of connecting students to industry.
1: Well, how did the Vignelli Center start? We have to go back about 30 years ago when we began bringing designer archives to RIT. And uh, this uh, process was ongoing, and Massimo Vignelli was very aware of this because he was uh, a real proponent of history theory and criticism in design education. He was a very world-class designer who who had a great interest in education and supporting education. And so ultimately when when he had closed down his office his health was not well, he was looking for a place for his archive He approached us, and um, uh, we were very happy to begin dialogue with him. The stars were properly aligned so that uh, we were able to get the uh, project off the ground. And the project uh, took off, and uh, we have one floor of graphic materials and another floor of three-dimensional materials, furniture and tables. And we have uh, two exhibit galleries uh, as part of the center, and so we've had... Ten years now of experience. the The center is functioning both in terms of its archival resources here at RIT for design students and faculty and other researchers that come to visit, and uh, and other kinds of projects that we support, such as the uh, meta project from uh, the Department of Industrial Design.
2: Well, that's a that's a good segue into my involvement in all of this. Right about the time when the center was under construction. I was approached by RIT to consider joining the faculty. So I came over to the Vignelli Center which as I said was under construction, had a look around and was uh, overwhelmed actually by the fact that RIT had solidified this deal with the Vignellis and more importantly that this archive was to be a living, breathing, functioning study collection for future generations of designers. It was a fascinating time to join because as I was ramping up for my first teaching assignment uh, I was you know shaking hands with kind of the best and brightest folks from the history of design who had uh, come to join the ribbon-cutting of the Vignelli Center and the folks that that I had been working with uh, in the industrial design department asked me to consider linking the programming that I would develop for the industrial design program to the Vignelli Center in some way. I thought we could easily fold in the lessons learned through the Vignelli artifacts, focusing students' output on powerful kind of understandings of meaningful design. And so we used the archives the way they were intended to be used, um, which is to say we uh, examined the exemplary processes that were self-evident in the many projects that Massimo and Lella left us and uh, and in those early years uh, Massimo was quite involved so he would uh, chime in on projects that we sent his way. Uh, he would join us and meet with the students and offer his, his insights and so that's a little bit of, of how the project came to be. The other piece of it of course was um, thinking about how to leverage industry in the picture. And so each meta-project incorporates not just a senior design studio leveraging the output from the Vignelli Center, but also a powerful design-centric industry collaborator or sponsor. Um, So we've had the good fortune over the years of working with the likes of Herman Miller and AreaWare and Kickerland and and many others, and and each of these has brought their own challenges to the table, which makes it especially exciting for students because they're not solving a conceptual problem. They're solving something which is of dedicated interest to the outside uh, industry collaborators, so it's something in their wheelhouse as well. You know, coming into the 10th year of exercising this program, we've seen some astounding results in terms of the way the work has been received by the critical design field and also uh, that these students have gone on to be leaders in industry after a few short years. These
1: artifacts of the Vignelli design years really are uh, very important symbols for young students who are trying to learn about design and um And trying to uh, internalize uh, all the all the different variables involved in a design education, I don't know of any other design school in in the world that has these kind of assets and resources for their students. Most students learn about history of design from slides or books or something online. Uh, our students learn from putting their nose in the actual artifact, and that's very special
2: i uh, yeah I agree. Here we have students in graphic design, students in industrial design, students in in all these design fields who take advantage of learning from the archives through coursework, but also through independent studies that take them into the archives, learning archival practices and studying things which are directly relevant to their field of study.
1: We have an opportunity to show the students how the designers think and how they work through a project and we have the graphic evidence of that in the archive so the students can realize that there really isn't always some kind of magic thing that happens you know something that comes down from on high in terms of a great design solution that everybody knows about but that it's really a very systematic normal uh, problem-solving step-by-step process but showing them the actual artifacts that Prove this is really a
2: tremendous uh, educational opportunity. Whenever I tour people through the Vignelli Center, I well, I stop at a number of places. And they include the, the subway diagram that the Vignellis did and the park service project where they exercise the unigrid. Uh, but my favorite is really the Heller mug that the Vignellis did. The, the mug that the Vignellis designed for Heller in the 1970s is iconic in many ways. Uh, so many visitors that I take through the center from all walks of life can recognize it as a piece that they uh, either sought out as a design aficionado or you know, grew up with uh, in a household like mine that knew nothing about design uh, because these were democratically designed, they were affordable pieces of plastic. It starts with, oh yeah, I recognize this piece, I've used this. Wow, they designed this? I had no idea. That's the entry point. Then, we talk about the details and there's a wonderful story between Massimo, the designer, and Alan Heller, who was the manufacturer. And that is a little dam which is built between the carved out handle of the cup and the actual volume in which the liquid fills. And that dam was put in place to stop liquid from flowing over the rim of the cup and down the handle where it would burn your hand. And that sounds logical when I explain it but it wasn't designed to be there. In the original version of that cup that the Vignellis designed for a European market, the dam was not present because the Europeans and and particularly Italians don't fill their cappuccino to the top and so no one would think to fill it all the way to the rim and therefore the liquid would not flow down and burn someone when Massimo adapted this cup for the American market. Alan Heller said Americans are gonna to want to fill it to the rim, they're gonna burn themselves, and there's going to be lawsuits. So we can't do that. Massimo's perspective was let them burn themselves. They won't do it twice, Alan said. Well, you know, that that's not the way it works here. And so there was this kind of back and forth. To me. The reason that this story and this artifact is my favorite and so interesting is that we can have this conversation and that we can talk about design teaching. We can talk about the ethics of design. We can talk about the materiality. It's all imbued in the artifacts of process right there. And we own all of that, every cocktail napkin sketch, every, uh, every fight between the manufacturer and the, the designer we can discuss with students scholars visitors friends family others what design means and that is why that's my favorite piece this is what we live for especially in the educational sector we we are enthralled by the process of design it's what we live and breathe so having not just exemplars, but strategically collected exemplars has proved to be a successful strategy for, uh, for design education that complements everything else we do here.
1: RIT is a very product-oriented place. The focus is always on you know one kind of product or another, whether you're talking about graphic design or engineering or whatever. But having the, um, the evidence, having the artifacts of the process... Really helps to balance that out because then the focus uh, in the classroom can shift from looking down the road to the end and to the deliverable, but it can then focus earlier on the steps that need to go into the uh, into the design process that'll lead to a design product. I think this uh, this is all represented uh, so well in the uh, in the Meta Project. Uh, uh, experience and we're uh, looking forward in this 10th uh, year anniversary of the uh, Vignelli Center for Design Studies to, for the center to become the client for the meta-project
2: experience. We're very much looking forward to sharing the output of this course with the design world at large. We take the students of the Meta Project every year to Design Week in New York City as part of uh, the largest celebration of design nationally each year. This year we're looking forward to sharing the results in a very special context. The church that the Vignellis designed in 1977, uh, which is known as uh, St. Peter's Church on 53rd and Lex, will be the site at which we will show off not just the output of the meta-project, but also some very special exhibits that help celebrate both the legacy of Massimo and Lella Vignelli and uh, the anniversary uh, of 10 years of our beloved Vignelli Center for Design Studies.
1: And, you know, it's interesting when we... uh... Uh, talk about the legacy, the Vignelli legacy, because this is really an uh, important part of our mission here at the Center is to keep that alive. You know, they had a uh, a motto among them and their, their design team that they said uh, they called it Design is One. And uh, Design is One really means uh, a number of things. Uh, it can mean for them uh, something that uh, Massimo and Lola uh, collaborated together uh, they were separate designers. He liked to work in two dimensions, and she liked to work in three dimensions. But they really collaborated, so it really is uh, design as one is a, a model of, of their own process. But design as one also means a, a broader kind of thing, and, and that is that it's we could really take it all the way back to the um uh, to the maybe the German Bauhaus in the 1920s, and and that is that um, the vision of the designer, the vision of the Vignelli design, is that the designer is not uh, just a person that works in many separate fields, such as architecture or posters or product design. But that really a designer, a well-educated designer, needs to be able to work ideally in a seamless way, going from one media form to another. And that's a really important kind of global definition
2: of design as one. I think that the the design as one, you know, is very much about their methodology and about their approach and about their... Uh, seamless understanding that they desperately sought to share with us and that we use Um, but it's also a lifestyle choice it's a way of seeing the world through a designer's lens and i think that that is in in many ways what we hope to impart is that design is one design is is everywhere and design is a way of being And if we can impart that lesson to our students, we've done something.
0: Thanks for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, find us on iTunes or visit us at www.soundcloud.com slash RIT Tigers or at www.rit.edu slash news slash podcasts.